We're in our fourth week of our message series of Becoming a Disciple. And the reason why we're doing this message series is because we want to follow Christ, we want to serve Christ, but oftentimes it's hard for us to evaluate and to see how we're doing and what might be areas where we need to continue to grow deeper in being the disciples who God has called us to be. So far, we have focused using our acrostic of Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T, on community, the C, and how especially if we seek to grow in discipleship, it's so helpful to be part of a small faith-sharing group that helps us to form community. We focused on the H, on holiness, especially of forgiving, of spending time in adoration before our Lord, having personal prayer each day, those ways of forgiving others and growing in holiness and in healing. We focused last week on the R, which is retreat, that if someone desires to continue to be the disciple that God calls them to, that attending a yearly retreat, once a year going on retreat, is so important in our discipleship journey as we seek to be the follower who God has called us to be. And this week, we'll be focusing on the I in Christ, which is to invest, to invest in one's parish and one's local community through service. I can always tell when someone is really invested in a church or in any type of an organization because they're volunteering, they're serving in some way, shape, or form. That's how you can really tell when someone's invested because they're literally putting their time and their talent into that particular organization, that particular parish. And so as we seek to become the disciples who God has called us to be, service is so important. As we serve, service transforms us. It helps us to get out of ourselves, to focus more on Jesus, and to focus on others as well. This is why it's so good for us to reflect again on the second reading from this weekend, especially from these words of the second reading. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. St. Paul's pretty clear with those innies that he does three times, by the way, if you didn't catch it from Father Charlie's extra enunciation on the any there. And what he's basically saying is if you want to complete the joy of Christ, you're called to serve. How do we know that he's talking about service when he talks about this completion of joy from these next words? Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vain glory. Vain glory is another way of saying when we focus attention on ourselves by saying, hey, look at me, is basically what vain glory is. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Having you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus. That's how we know that St. Paul is talking about service. 
because of how he says, not doing things out of selfishness, of drawing attention to yourselves, but looking outward, focusing on the other. And the real kicker is when he says, have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus. Because what's the attitude that it was in Christ Jesus? We literally have a visible reminder of that attitude right here before us with the crucifix. That's the ultimate act of service that Jesus offered for all of us, that he literally gave his life for us. And when we serve, we imitate the sacrifice of Christ. Because make no mistake, service is a sacrifice. Whenever you seek to serve, you're giving up something. And that's the notion of a sacrifice. Sacrifice is always an offering. There's something that we choose to give up. When you serve, you primarily choose to give up some of your time. If someone's serving here at St. Albert the Great, that means they're not using that time for something else. They could go to a movie, they could go to a baseball game, they could do whatever, right? There is some other thing. So they choose when they serve to sacrifice and to focus on what they feel God is asking them to do rather than spending that time in some other way. Talent as well. All of us have been given certain talents. When someone chooses to serve, they say, God, I want to give that talent to you. And when you volunteer, volunteering means you don't make money. So, at least not in the earthly sense, I like to say pretty uh, clear in Scripture, your reward will be great in heaven. So when we volunteer, we are making money, but it's like heavenly money versus earthly money. And so it's a sacrifice also, though. I respect very much when we have volunteers here who have certain special professions and they choose to volunteer their time. Maybe we just pay as a parish for the materials, but we all know that a lot of the cost of doing things, especially of manual labor type stuff, is in the hours that people put in. So we have people that choose to donate literally the time of the service that they would normally get paid for. They choose to do it for God. They make that sacrifice, that offering, that act of service. So that's why sometimes service is hard for us because it means sacrificing. It means letting go. It means focusing on Christ and the other rather than focusing on ourselves. And when it comes to service, there are two types of people when it comes to service. Our Lord makes it very clear in today's gospel, those two kinds of people. The first one is the son who basically is asked to serve by his father, and he says, no, I will not serve. But then he thinks better of it. He realizes, I should have said yes, and so he ends up doing the thing that he was asked to do that he said no to the first time. The second person is the person who says yes, but then they don't follow through. They don't do the thing that they said that they would do. Our Lord basically says the one who did the will of the Father is the one who initially said no, but then later thought better of it and did that thing, said yes. There are times in our lives, I know there have been times in my life, when God has asked me to do something. Sometimes I've said no initially, but then after thinking, praying, and realizing, oh, I should do that, I did it, right? But there can also be times in my life when perhaps I had certain chores that I was asked to do, and I initially said yes to placate my parents, right? 
but then maybe I dragged my feet on doing that particular chore or that task. Or maybe they had to come back and say later, hey, Charlie, you haven't done this thing yet, right? We have those moments in our lives as well. And when our Lord talks about tax collectors and prostitutes, what he's saying basically there is those are examples, especially in the time of Jesus, of people who would say no to God and would say yes to worldly things. He uses those two examples very specifically because the tax collector is especially someone who would be seeking worldly possession, security in money, possession, status, that kind of stuff. It's the equivalent if we spend all our time trying to attain a particular material position, goal, get the mansion, whatever it might be that we're going for, that's what the tax collectors and Jesus's days, they represented that kind of way of thinking, that mentality. The prostitutes were the woes who especially were seeking pleasure. Rather than seeking to sacrifice, they were seeking what would be that thing that would especially bring them pleasure. And again, pleasure seeking is something that certainly is very much alive in our world today. You can take it in a whole host of variety of different things, right? There's a lot of stuff that many times we'll do. If you even look at the entertainment industry in general, okay, not pertaining just to the sin of lust, but anything in the entertainment type of a thing, that's what they're always looking at. What is it that will help you to have fun, have enjoyment, have pleasure in different ways? So Jesus uses these two examples because he's getting at the two principal types of things that keep us from serving. It's when we focus instead on building up ourselves, whether in the earthly, kind of worldly sense of reputation, status, uh, belongings, all that kind of stuff, or whether we are looking instead to look at pleasure, entertainment, what's fun, etc. And Jesus says that sometimes people will say yes to those things rather than to God. But when they start to realize the emptiness of those things, then they think better of it and say, God, now I want to serve. I realize the error of my ways. I want to go a different way. Same thing with the pleasure seeking. Sometimes you have enough thrills and you're kind of like, eh, this is kind of empty. I realize that this isn't really fulfilling me. And so God, I want to go to that thing that really fulfills. And service is fulfilling. I stand before you as a priest because I have chosen to give my life in service in this way. There are plenty of married couples I know who have chosen to give their life to their spouse. They've chosen to serve their spouse. They've chosen to serve their family, their children, and they found fulfillment in that. But again, there's a sacrifice. One of the greatest things I always respect my earthly father for is he sacrificed for my family. I know that he could have achieved other things if he didn't put us first and the service to our family first in our lives. But he chose to make that a priority over other things that could have been a priority instead. That's the choice we always all face. So this Sunday, I invite us, as we seek to be the disciples who God has called us to be, to serve. And after Mass today, in the courtyard outside, there'll be various opportunities to serve. 
There'll be some areas where you can serve more in what we call an operational way of doing things like helping to clean, do yard work, other kind of stuff that helps our facilities to flow in different ways. There are ways also that people sometimes will have different talents. There can be service professions. We have people who have different kind of technical skills, et cetera, and they serve. Those who have done a lot of our wiring uh, for our electronics or internet or other things like that, a lot of volunteer system. Even when our live stream uh, camera system was first installed, volunteers did all of that. So know if you have any of those kinds of technical skills, et cetera, that's a great way to serve. It helps us with our operations, and one can go and sign up on the tables afterwards. Some of you here, something that I really would love to do is actually take statistics a little bit more to help us to see what areas we're doing well as a parish, what areas to grow in. I know people who do that kind of stuff for a living. And you believe it or not, if that's something that you like to do, that can be an act of service uh, to build up God's kingdom. And we would love to have that service because Father Charlie is not a statistics number kind of guy in the sense of crunching that stuff. But I know people who love that kind of thing. Also, we continue to desire to improve our technology. We have our live stream technicians who help live stream this mass, other of our masses. We would love to have more live stream technicians. We also want to start a sound ministry where we have a parishioner who is a professional when it comes to sound uh, engineering, um, and he'll train volunteers on how to monitor the sound levels of our sound system because I love our musicians, but it's hard for musicians to proclaim and glorify God and monitor sound levels at the same time. So there might be someone who's like, I can't sing or play worth beans, but you know what? I got some technical skills, and I can be learned to do slider bars, etc., so that I can help our musicians to sound extra awesome by monitoring those sound levels, etc., and utilizing the sound system. So I share that those are ways to serve that you might not have thought of could be an opportunity to serve here. Also, especially at this Mass, you'll notice that young adults are front and center. That's intentional. I wanted from the beginning that when someone attended this Mass, they would notice and they would go, wow, young adults are the ones who are praising God in our choir. Young adults are the ones who are proclaiming God in the readings. Young adults are the ones who are welcoming me at the door. Young adults are the ones who are giving me communion. You'll see that over and over again, we have young adults at this Mass serving. If they're especially young adults or older adults or children, no, I'm equal opportunity here, but especially looking for young adult servers, that we would love for you to stop by those tables and again, share what's an area of interest that you have. There are some people who love saying hi to people and smiling at people. Our welcome hospitality ministry is your ministry. There's some people who prefer to be in the back for people not to see them, but they love organizing and putting stuff out. Our sacristan ministry could be the right ministry for you. They're people who like being in front. They like to proclaim God's word. They love scripture. The lector ministry could be the right ministry. They're people who have a special love for our Lord in the Eucharist and being an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. That might be the ministry. People who love to praise God. Our music ministry can be a wonderful ministry. Altar serving, those who want to serve at God's altar. And altar serving is another ministry. There are those who feel a special call to go outwards. 
we have something called ministers uh, of communion. So our uh, hospitality, our ministers of external ministers of communion go through visiting people at their homes called the ministers of care. So this is where someone is trained to be able to bring the Eucharist to those who can't come here. I like to tell people when I go visit them at hospitals, nursing homes, in their homes, and they say, Father, because of my illness, I can't come to church. And my expression to them is, when you can't come to us, we'll go to you. The ministers of the care that follow through on Father Charlie's promise, because Father Charlie can't split himself into 100 places and go to all these. We have 12 nursing homes in St. Albert the Great's boundaries and two hospitals to give you an idea of the number of ministers of care that we need. And you could think to yourself, you might be like, I would really enjoy that opportunity to go visit someone, to form that connection with someone who's isolated, who's ill at home, and I would love to be a minister of care. You can sign up for that after Mass. So again, just enlisting some of those ways that one can serve, but I encourage you, listen to what the Holy Spirit tugs at your heart. Literally right now, the Holy Spirit is calling you to service, but the other guy, the evil spirit, is coming against it. He's literally saying in some of your minds right now, oh, but I got to do this, I got to do that, this thing. Oh, well, I'd love to serve, but you know what? You can do it like in six months or a year um, when this thing goes, etc." My invitation is don't say no to the Lord because it's not saying no to me. It says no to Jesus because Jesus is the one who calls us to serve as his faithful disciples. After Mass, I encourage you, go there and say, Lord, I want to say yes to you. Show me what's the way that you're inviting me to serve. Help me to be able to be your faithful disciple.